coming up. Readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland-approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb stormlight. Hone sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. What's up, soups? This is Steven, Josh, and Ryan with Phantology bringing you a The Boys Season 2 TV show review. We don't do, we don't do these TV reviews very often just because there's more books than TV and we generally tend to like books more anyways, but every now and then we get a big fantasy genre TV show and so we're reviewing this one quickly. We're just going to kind of talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, what characters, scenes, etc. This show is fairly popular over on Amazon, so we thought we'd hit it. So, Josh, Ryan, what were your takes on season two? Ryan, I know you just watched both seasons kind of back to back, right? Yeah, I did. And surprise, surprise, I actually watched them with my wife. If I had watched it alone, I would have said she would never like that show. But she did, and today, after we finished the season finale on Thursday, and today Sydney was like, I, re- I want to watch another episode of The Boys, because she liked it so much, which is very surprising. There's a good like little kind of cheesy romance, and I'm guessing that had a lot to do with it. Yeah, she wouldn't have watched it without that. But as you guys know, and as our listeners may know, I'm normally critical of us when we talk about TV shows because I don't watch that many TV shows. So the boys kept me engaged throughout pretty much the whole time. So I think that is an endorsement in and of itself, at least for me. Should we do like a little bit of non-spoilery what it's about if you may or may not want to watch it? I don't know. We're talking about season two. Sure. The boys is a TV show about superheroes and poor people that are basically blood sacks that get killed in horrible ways and i mean it's it's like a grim dark superheroes are actually evil and everything is run by business and it's it's funny but it's at the same time very very dark i don't know like how would you describe it imagine if disney had a trade secret to make superheroes. And so they made superheroes and used them for their own purposes, be that making movies, selling merchandising off of them, all the way to trying to get uh, a and them into like military, trying to get the government to sign off on it and the Pentagon to pay them for their superheroes to fight in the military. So kind of imagine how quickly that would be corrupted. Yeah, I have a good description for fantasy book nerds out there, which consists of a large portion of our audience. But it's if Joe Abercrombie were to write Steelheart, the boys would be produced. Yeah, that that's a good mashup. Yeah, it's it's really grimdark. It's uh something that I wouldn't recommend. You know, you sit and watch with your kids. So it's it's a definitely a mature show. There is something 
for a lot of people to like about it. It's pretty farmy, pretty farmy, pretty funny, and it does have its charming moments about it. There is a cheesy love story, like Stephen was saying. There are really funny moments. There are really dark moments. There are really emotional moments. There's like mother son dynamics. There's friend dynamics, as you would imagine for a show called The Boys. There's like corporate greed, there's politics, there's intrigue. There's just a lot of stuff to like about the show. So if you can get past the more mature nature of it, then I think a lot of people could like the show. Nice. Okay, so let's kind of talk about like what we liked, what we didn't like, and then talk about individual characters. And we'll try to keep this one a little bit shorter. So for me, like you said, Josh, I really liked the humor. I think there is a lot of poking fun at society in a very it's it's not disguised i guess we'll say and i think the characters are great and the action is great i mean it's it's pretty much an action show there are a lot of slower parts as well but when it goes big it it does it pretty well and, and delivers with some pretty memorable scenes so that's what i liked what i didn't like was I feel like some of the plot lines weren't developed super well in the details. Like all of a sudden there's a character here and they need to get to another place. And so like they just kind of bypass a bunch of obstacles and then it happens and it works out for sake of plot. There's a lot of things that just kind of happen for sake of plot. I thought the slower parts in the middle of the series, like some of the episodes, yeah, you know, not quite as essential. And then at the end, like I was kind of split on, the last episode, I didn't really like where all the characters got to by the end. I'm a little confused on as where to uh, where things are going here. You mean like the last five minutes of the show? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I I liked pretty much everything you said. The humor is funny. I felt like the violence was a bit excessive. I don't I don't think that I'm like a pansy when it comes to that type of stuff. But I felt I was averting my eyes. Getting a little squeamish there. Yeah, there's a lot of times when it was it was a little bit cringeworthy. Homelander laser eyes through people. Oh, yeah. Another thing that I liked about the show was I felt like the there wasn't a lot of cheesy CGI. I think when you watch other superhero shows like The Flash or Wonder Woman, it's, it's kind of cheesy, the special effects. I didn't really ever think that very often when I was watching this show. So I I think that that speaks to the development, um, the budget maybe for the show, how they utilize their money. It seems like Amazon really puts more money into the higher quality compared to Netflix who just pumps out whatever. So I'm glad we're getting stuff like Wheel of Time and Lord of the Rings through Amazon. Hopefully we see the same quality there. I I think um, with your comment about the CGI, they like didn't do a ton of it. That's why I think it was good. Whereas the flash, I haven't watched very many episodes of the flash, but it seems like every time he moves or like, there's just a ton of CGI throughout uh, every episode. And so it makes it bad. Whereas like the boys will have one kind of big scene, maybe every episode. And that's where they really polish it and make it look good. Not everything a superhero does needs to be like covered in CGI. And I think that kind of works to how grim dark it is because part of the genre is the fact that it's just, it seems very real and hyper realistic. And so you wouldn't have all that CGI because what would superheroes in real life really be like? Well, they would just kind of look like normal people that were 
flying around and shooting lasers out of their eyes, which, which is exactly what you see here. Yeah. Back to you, Josh. I think that that shows like maybe good direction. Like they, they pick their uh, what to use the CGI on. And I didn't feel like it was ever lacking in CGI. So they had a good balance. You know, they utilized what they had well so that you felt like you're still watching a superhero show without them spreading themselves thin on cheesy CGI. Yeah, agreed. So let's talk about the characters. So let's start with our superheroes. Let's uh, let's start with the uh, you know the big villain, the one that everyone's talking about. It's a Homelander, right? Homelander is essentially Superman. He has a cape that is a American flag on it. There are a lot of, a lot of kind of themes of nationalism that are not disguised. So Homelander is completely evil, though. He's totally psychotic. And this is a great performance from the actor Anthony Starr, I think, really kind of embodies this. And for me, I'm still kind of waiting for the big blow up with Homelander. Like we've been getting to something or and I don't know how many seasons they're planning on doing of the show. And I imagine they're kind of saving this for the big climax because he is kind of like the big bad. And I imagine him and Butcher at some point are, are really going to throw down in some way. But every scene with him is just full of tension because you never really know exactly what could happen. Yeah, I I really like Homelander because... Oh, uh, you're like a fan of... You, you agree with his decisions? I did not say that, Stephen. Um, I do not agree with his decisions. I like the character Homelander. I felt like he was a very, very hateable villain. He, you know, he's he's kind of your stereotypical narcissist where like at the end of the day, it's kind of like he wants people to see him as the greatest person ever. And so he, he doesn't really care like about a single person or what they think of him or but once you get public opinion into it, what the public how the public perceives him, that's when he really starts to care and how his, how his numbers are trending. Yeah, how his numbers are trending. When Maeve says that the season, are we? Should I not say any spoilers? Like no, we're that? doing spoilers. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Maeve or Maeve at the end of the or or Maeve, yeah, Maeve the finale. The thing that gets him to stop is she's like, "I'll release this video of you," and she's like, "Then everybody will hate you." And ultimately, like, that's that gets him to stop. That's stronger than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a very interesting character. Also, side note, did you guys, I, I'm sure you noticed this, but it's it's like a dark Justice League. You know, you have um, Superman for Homelander. You have Wonder Woman. You have Maeve, Batman. You have uh, Black Noir, Deep. You have Aquaman, A-Train. You have The Flash, Starlight. I don't know who necessarily. Yeah, we might need a DC expert, but there's there's probably crossovers for everyone. Yeah, well, I mean, it's really on the nose. They even reference like Joss Whedon when they're doing their when they're shooting their movie. They're like, oh, did you like the did you like the Joss resuits or whatever edits the script? So it's like making fun of the fact that Joss Whedon came in and did, you know, messed up the Snyder cut. Oh, he did that. Yeah. Yeah. So Joss Whedon came in and finished up after Snyder left producing the Justice League. Whedon came in. And, you know, the fandom didn't really like the direction that Whedon did. So they referenced that in the production of, I think it was in like episode three or something. So 
they're like really like on the nose with that kind of stuff, which I like. I think it makes it more feel like more connected to our world. Yeah. Any other takes on Homelander, Josh? Yeah. So I love the fact that by the ending of the season, I was almost feeling bad for Homelander. You know, at the very end, he the last episode, he has like a noble quest, right? He's just there to get his son back. Because, and his son is kind of the only person that he can relate to because he's the only person that grew up like he did. I mean, he did have somebody like his son has a mom that loves him and stuff, but they're both raised being lied to, being kind of manipulated. And his son is, you know, it's being done out of love to his son, where it's been done out of greed and power to him. But there is still, you know, a connection that he actually, I feel like genuinely feels towards his son. I think it might start just as a way to manipulate other people, but it gets to the fact that he really wants a son. I think that is a good point, but I think it's one that a lot of people are not going to like at first glance because of how psychotic and evil he is. But at the same time, he really does have like zero other people in the world that have any chance of relating to him at all. Well, And you can see that he's actually trying with the son. He genuinely wants to make his son happy. It starts out at first him trying to push his son to like use his powers and stuff like that. But by the end, when he brings him to the super world place and his son gets overwhelmed. And so he flies him away. He, he like actually feels like he wants to make his son happy and he just doesn't know how to do it because he doesn't know how to connect to other people. Okay, when they go to the super world place or whatever that was called, that makes zero sense. How does he think that going in there is going to be anything other than the public just flocking to him and Stormfront? That that confused me so much. That was one of the criticisms. That's an example of one of the criticisms I had of the show. Well, that's that's how he tries to relate to his son. He everybody else thinks he's so great because of all of his accomplishments. And so he tries to use those things to like gain his son's admiration, you know? He's like, "Oh, I'm in this movie and this movie and this movie." And so he takes his son and he's like, yeah. "Look at all these, look at all look, I can get a special access to Vought World. I can like look at all these great people who love me." But like that's not what his son wants or really needs right then, and it's I think it's he's like his own narcissistic way of viewing things. Like he he thinks that if you see how much everybody loves me, then you'll love me too. And to be fair to him, what other ten year old wouldn't want to go to Botland with you know, the star of the show and experience all that? Most ten year olds would. I just don't think he genuinely has the capacity to relate to other people and to put himself in their shoes. I don't think he can mentally do that is capable of it. Yeah. So I'm going to say he doesn't necessarily love his son, but what he wants is he wants to love his son in a way that will create a personal bond for himself. It's all about Homelander. Yeah. But when, when his son kills or maims Stormfront, Homelander seems almost to the point where he's going to hurt his son. You think? I don't. I think Butcher was. Yeah, Butcher yeah. was going with dark intentions there. Yeah. I don't know. That was the beauty of that scene. 
I did not know what was going to happen. I didn't know if Butcher yeah. was going to kill his son's name is Ryan, right? Maybe you should just refer to him as Ryan. I guess so. <laughs> that might get confusing to think. We'll just say the son. Like, I did not know if Butcher was going to kill the son or try to kill the son. And then the son was going to kill Butcher too. I didn't know if Homelander was going to, I didn't know. I didn't know if somehow the mom was going to have superpowers as well, because that could happen in the show. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It was just, I had no idea how that scene was going to play out. Yeah. Just to make sure the listeners know, we do know the names of these characters. It is Ryan. And then the mom is Becca. Yeah. Side note to that scene. Do you think that that scene kind of implies that Ryan is stronger than Homelander is? Because, because, because when Homelander, like Homelander's laser eyes couldn't hurt Stormfront and Ryan's could. Yeah, he like in in just like a couple seconds, he like destroyed her. Mm. I yeah, I don't know if we saw the whole power of Homelander. You know, like I think he was probably dialing it back a little bit when yeah. he was shooting. I don't. And know. We also didn't even see what Ryan really did. Like we assume it was laser eyes, but at the same time, there's just like a huge flash explosion thing. Maybe he's like the Cyclops from the Cyclops person from Avatar. And also, how did Becca's neck just get cut when that doesn't make sense to me? If there was this huge burst of power that like, how would her neck have been? How would her jugular have been? She was being held up on the tree, you know, by Stormfront and then Stormfront gets blasted away. I think that's pretty like easy to assume that her hand like ripped across her neck. Yeah, ripped. Okay. Yeah, I could see that then. Okay. Yeah. Physics. Thanks for the Yeah. I mean, she was caught in the crossfire somehow. Okay, so let's talk about, uh, let's move on to another superhero. Let's talk about Maeve. So maybe not as much to say here, but I liked her kind of conflicted story. And then at the end, standing up to Homelander. And now she, I guess, I, I don't know, like, has she really moved on all that much? I guess we'll have to see in future seasons. She's still kind of there at Vought doing her thing, but now she's got some, dirt on homelander a little bit so their conflict is she's not pretending anymore for homelander she's just kind of been numb and i think she took the event of elena coming back into her life and then leaving to kind of rock her out of her numbness to realize that like she'd been trying to do the right thing and then just really stopped trying and i think she just couldn't live with herself anymore without helping out uh starlight there at the end so I, th- I thought she was pretty interesting i mean i wasn't like i i wasn't really super excited every time that she came on camera i was i was more invested in other storylines yeah. but she was interesting i think it makes sense that at some point you would just check out you know get high kind of just do whatever you could to forget about what's going on especially after all of your other relationships failed I think her character is really believable, if not the most exciting. I think I think it does make sense. And trying to do the right thing and failing tends to be a theme of the grimdark genre. So a couple other superheroes that I didn't really like their storyline as much in this one, but some people just kind of thought they were funny. So Deep and A-Train, I mean, both kind of involved in the Scientology church, as Ryan describes it. So uh, totally. what was going on? Like, why this plotline just seems so pointless to me? I get that it was funny. Maybe it was supposed to be pointless. But at the same time, 
why did it have to be a thing? I was not a fan. Yeah, I, I didn't really think Deep's storyline had much to do this season. I think they're just trying to develop him for future seasons, which is kind of, I guess, unfortunate. But he didn't even have a lot to do last season either. He just kind of got kicked out last season too. Yeah, yeah. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it with Deep. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully something comes into play next season. Like, it's already hinted that Maeve is trying to turn deep to her side against Homelander. So, and then A-Train's just always trying to do what's best for him. Doesn't really care much about other people. I was thinking that, I think, second or third episode, I had this theory that somehow, like, Popclaw was still alive. She's the A-Train's girlfriend from the first season that he dosed up with Compound V and died supposedly i couldn't remember who actually saw her body like fully dead on camera or not but i was thinking like maybe she got like super super villained somehow and then like stan edgar you know the main bot guy he's in breaking bad and the mandalorian he plays a pretty good villain it seems like everywhere he shows up so maybe he was somehow controlling popclaw or something and had like a, a super villain threat stashed away somehow but i kind of actually ended up liking the way that they actually showed stan edgar as being more of a villain in terms of like not being i mean sure he's running a superhero company but at the same time he operates his power through you know pretty typical means his real his showdown with butcher at the end was pretty good and it showed that vat was at odds with the seven just as much as the boys were, or at least Homelander. Yeah, those scenes were always full of tension. You never knew if Homelander was just going to laser eye him, and you never knew if he was just going to somehow checkmate Homelander, or how he was going to checkmate Homelander, I should say. And I guess Ryan ended up being the real tool there, and now that Ryan got taken away by the CIA, I'm just kind of confused where this series is going from here, to be honest. Like, I don't see any more conflict other than the AOC senator, congresswoman, whatever, now being another big bad, or so we think. I, we don't really know her motivation. It seemed almost like she was acting in Vought's interests because she killed the CIA lady at the beginning of the show when she started to talk about like, mm -hmm. like something about Vought, and then she was also killing blowing up people's heads at the the senate hearing well we we know she has to have some connection to vat because only people like vat is the only people who have been producing soups yeah so yeah they've got at the some v. point like vat knows that she is a soup right or someone must know something yeah i, I don't know the thing about this show one thing that i didn't like is so bringing in Stormfront, like she's a good character. The whole Nazi thing was interesting. Kind of, I, I don't know, like people are probably conflicted on, on all of that. Anytime you bring Nazis in, that's always maybe questionable. I mean, not that this show isn't questionable. But the thing about this is how can they, like what has she been doing for the past 60 years? Like I don't quite get the backstory. I know we explored the backstory a little bit, but I don't understand what was going on here. She was really this power hungry and manipulative she just goes away for a while we bring her back in are we going to do this in season three and where we were like oh you know here's another couple of superheroes we haven't talked about before but yes they they are huge villains now like they i, don't I was that. watching an, 
I was watching an Easter egg video on YouTube, and apparently it has referenced a few other soups that are in the comics. There's like an Iron Man type soup that's out there that they've referenced and and a few others. So they have referenced others in passing. So I would assume that they bring other soups in. And is there still an opening in the seven? Like current count, we have Homelander, Maeve, A-Train just got back in, Starlight is still there, Noir is maybe a vegetable. That just gets us to five. Why Why did they say the Deep didn't have a spot? Just because they didn't want him? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it was just the, the Stan Edgar saying like, letting one person in his mercy and letting two person in two people in his weakness. Yeah, something, something like that. that. So let's talk about butcher. Is that okay? Cause I feel like he's kind of the one uh, main person we haven't talked about yet. And Huey, but yeah, let's talk about butcher. William butcher, Billy bloody butcher. <laughs> Dude. I love butcher. He's my favorite character in the show because he's not a good guy right really at all i mean he wants to get his wife back and he kind of mm-hmm. cares about protecting his friends but he is willing to do whatever it takes to uh do number one and then number two and if number two conflicts with number one keeping his wife safe like it doesn't really matter to him that much yeah and i think that's why they had to kill becca at the end of season two it's really the only way you can give billy some growth is you kind of like push him out of like protecting Becca from the soups to now like Becca has forced him like basically to promise to keep her son safe. Did she make him promise to like not let his let her son end up like Homelander or something? That was like, that? like the motivation for you know saying that you can't let him get taken, yeah. I think that's kind of the only way that now Billy's gonna have to come to terms with the fact that not all soups are bad and maybe even become a father figure who knows i i mean they just he kind of shunted away ryan at the end off to the cia yeah but the cia they they suck in these shows they're not going to be able to keep ryan <laughs> safe you know episode yeah, two of Nick, yeah he's getting ryan back i i did like that it made him confront his father in this show yeah oh denethor denethor <laughs> Well, I mean, well, uh, Lord of the Rings reunion there. <laughs> you have kind of a limited number of Kiwi actors to pull from, right? <laughs> yeah, well-known Kiwi actors. But um, I did like that it had him confront his father, so it made him, I don't know, maybe it was just foreshadowing, but it made him confront what type of father would I be? You know, would I just continue this system of abuse or can I confront it and move past it and maybe, mm. you know, be able to do something good? That is actually true. I hadn't even thought about that until you brought that up. But yeah, that. But it's stuff like that. Like that's good. But at the same time, I didn't even remember it as a viewer. Maybe I'm not watching it correctly. I don't know. I don't. To me, it felt kind of shoehorned when it happened. It was like, why are we on this? Like, yeah, exactly. So it felt kind of shoehorned in there, and I think it was the penultimate episode that was in, right? Anyway, six or seven yeah yeah it was kind of like a break from all the action you have his mom showing up and bringing his dad for really no reason who side note i thought he was gonna chuck his dad off that ledge <laughs> but uh, could have happened yeah i don't know so so i was kind of wondering why that scene was even in there but then at the ending it brought it kind of full circle for me 
But it requires you to think back to an episode that came out a week or two ago rather than really being like the main driving. I don't know. It's a little hard for me to make that connection, obviously. I binged the last three, so maybe that was why it was easier for me. Okay. I I binged it too, but I'm kind of with Steven. Like, Like, I guess I can see like the meaning behind it, but it wasn't super meaningful to me as a viewer necessarily. But... I mean, maybe it's just different parts of the show play to different people's interests. I was watching it for the action, whereas Josh was watching it for the meaningful relationships. <laughs> for the healthy father-son relationships in the show. So is Butcher now just like on Ultimate Homelander revenge mission like he was previously? But is that going to be where he's going from here? Just all out kill Homelander, whatever. I think that was that was season one was all out kill Homelander because he didn't really no, even know season it was get Becca back. No, did, did he even know Becca was alive? He didn't know that Becca oh, was well, alive. Yeah, you're right. It was just kill Soups and hopefully get to get to uh, Homelander. That was his right, like, only right, right. Yeah, I'm mixing up the seasons. Yeah. So I think it might be you know do some missions for the CIA, do some missions for the boys, try and keep. Uh, Ryan save for a few episodes. But that's boring. There's got to be a, a real strong motivating factor that pushes things along. You can't just be ho hum. Here we go. Here's our you know this week's mission. That's not what the show is. That was my overall criticism for this season, though. Is it felt like that was what this season was. Like the first two episodes were, oh, they're smuggling terrorists in, and then they kind of wrapped that up because they found out that he was you know the brother of. Um, Kimiko, yeah, Kimiko, and then well, they kind yeah, of just dropped that. That's true, but at the same time, there always was the thing like we're, we need to get Becca back. Uh, Starlight is not safe here, and kind of her incognito undercover missions to try to get the V. Like there were some things that were actually that we're worried about that were driving things along, and yes, there were some smaller weekly issues, but. If we're just saying, okay, episode one, we need to go kill X superhero. Episode two, now it's on to the next one. That's boring. We got to have something more. Well, it's a good thing we're not the writers for the yeah, show. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to see. I mean, the, the thing is the AOC congresswoman is going to obviously be a thing. And Huey's now working for her. But I have no idea where that's going either. Well, who knows? Maybe she- She's going to try and seduce Huey away from Starlight. Yeah, no, we can't I, I have could that. See, well, I could see some major, you know, he might think that she's actually doing good for people, you know, like he doesn't realize what how big of a monster she is. And there's going to be some conflict there. Yeah, yeah. Because really, she's going to be controlling. Well, if we assume that she is working for Vought, because I think she is, then Vought is now controlling the government body that is supposed to be regulating them in essence right yeah yeah yeah. oh what if aoc is secretly working for trump (laughs) this is you mean real world aoc and not the boys aoc (laughs) maybe we should just delete that out let's not get political here well we've been referring to this character is aoc the entire time i don't know her real name and that's obviously who she's supposed to represent yeah right down to them referencing her dance senator newman senator woman newman or something yeah it is newman that's right (laughs) one last thing about billy 
I love his little like crazy smile that he like <laughs> looks at you like out of the corner of his oh, eyes. Yeah. Like it is like the best expression of the whole show. I also just love how Kiwi he is, like how much of a New Zealander that guy is. Like I was on a phone call today with a bunch of people from New Zealand and they don't like tame it down at all. He j- I feel like he must write in his his own like Kiwi sayings and stuff like that. I don't think he's actually a Kiwi. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he he's is? from New Zealand. Oh. So I, I feel like they really play that up for him. Okay, so last characters we get. Let's talk about Huey and Starlight, our power couple. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I like the sappy romances, and this was a good one, especially because Starlight's pretty. So I thought their relationship was was pretty good. I like that Starlight didn't just turn on him. Like I feel like in a lot of shows there's, you never get enough communication between characters. So that's pretty typical. And at the end of season one, there had been all this misunderstanding between them. And there was kind of this question as to what's going to happen with starlight. Now that she realized that Huey and the boys were kind of using her and they were trying to move against the seven and all this, but I like that they were able to come to enough of an understanding where they realized they still cared for each other. And that yes, thought was evil. And yes, they can work together. Even if there are a lot of issues crossing lines here. So I thought their relationship was like pretty good and realistic and made sense. Yeah. I, I like the relationship too. It kept me watching. That was part of the reasons why I watched um, Huey by himself though, was kind of annoying sometimes just because he, he was like so helpless. I felt like he was just kind of like walking around. He's a little bit of a Frodo, like, just yeah. kind of like running from one thing to another, screaming, doesn't know what to do. And I was always got this terrified look on his face. He does kind of grow by the end, you know, like stands up for himself a bit and wants to go off and do his own thing. Unfortunately, he's wandered into the worst possible place to do it. But at least he's trying. I can guarantee you that somehow Huey's going to get compound V because he's too dang useless without it. Somehow he's going to have to turn into a soup. Not wanting to say spoilers for another series, but if you know, you know, maybe. Do you guys know what series I'm thinking about? Book series? Oh, yeah. Initials? I think I do. Starts with M? Oh, oh never mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. If you're listening and you want to know what that is, ask in the comments. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You'll have to tell me after. Yeah, I agree. With that overall assessment of of Huey, Huey, the the one thing that I it, there's just so much plot armor in these shows around all the normal people, the, the vanilla people, like really, how hard it would it be for Homelander or Stormfront during one of these battles just to like bat them away like they're a fly, you know? Like, there's oh, no yeah. reason for them not to, and they just don't. I mean, Huey does almost die in that one episode when the van flips over and he gets gored through. And but like, taken, I mean, but he survives, right? They were yeah. all firing on, you know, Stormfront. On Stormfront, yeah. He could have just killed Huey right there. Like, that's what right. actually would have happened. So as much as we like to say, oh, this is like super realistic kind of, or like what it would actually be like. No, Huey would just yeah, be it's dead. like actually really not. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally fair and a good criticism. Yes. <laughs> I, I really did like how in maybe episode three or four, he would just like gets on the phone and just calls her, uh, Starlight and leaves her a message. Like that is super realistic, you know, and then is super awkward about it after. 
I feel like that's yeah. just how relationships work in the world. Like you just are feeling down or you feel like you need want to say something super cheesy. And so you just get on the phone and call them and leave it as a message and then regret it immediately afterwards, but can't oh, do yeah. anything about it. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I kept expecting that to like be the reason why they, they caught starlight. Like, you know how they kept, I think it was MM who kept saying like, you know, contacting her is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that like him calling her and leaving messages, they were going to like, somebody was going to find the messages and be like, Oh, you're still in contact with this guy. But ultimately it didn't really matter. Okay, so to wrap up here, there are a few big scenes from the show. What was like the single one, what the heck just happened here scene or like the coolest action or goriest scene that you guys remembered? I love the scene where the girls team up and they're beating up on Stormfront. (laughs) (laughs) And don't they say something like, oh yeah, I guess girls really do get it done or something like that? Yeah, I think Frenchie's like, girls really do get it. Oh, French, Frenchie's fantastic. Frenchie and MM are great. We didn't yeah. talk about them, but they're good. I really like the episode where they go to Billy Butcher's aunt's house. Is it his aunt's house? They yeah. have a whole episode that kind of takes place there. I think that was one of my favorite episodes or that sequence of them booby trapping up that house and fighting. And then Noir comes in. and Black yeah. Noir. Yeah, I really liked all that stuff. Because it felt like here are these vanilla people that are actually taking time to do their best to fight against this soup that's coming after them and doing it in a realistic way, even though they still do end up getting the crap beat out of them. I I liked it. Just throwing out a few scenes here. The whale scene where they drive the boat through the whale. Gosh. And the deep was like, yeah, I've stopped him here. I've called the whale. And then the look on his face when the boat doesn't stop and Butcher probably gets that crazy grin that you guys referenced earlier that was a great scene and one where you're like oh my gosh like this terrible i mean it's terrible like we we're killing this this whale but at the same time it's like oh man that was kind of awesome at the same time that's that's really kind of sums up the show in one scene what other show is that gonna happen in it's never gonna happen in any other right because whales are awesome and endangered and we can never kill them well, who would even think about that? Let's drive this boat into the whale. <laughs> it was just so awesome because Deep Deep was standing there, like looking all like triumphant, like he was doing this amazing comeback. And <laughs> Butcher's like, ah, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and then he was just sitting in the whale, like, ah, I'm done. I'm just gonna stay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah, that one scene really kind of captured a lot of characters' essences. The whole hospital episode was interesting for a variety of reasons and then obviously the whole head explosion scene i think that was the penultimate episode you know one thing about the head explosions thing that i didn't understand was in the final episode you had newman i'll say her real name this time you had newman like staring at the church of the collective dude for a while and her eyes glossed over it looked like maybe there was some effort expended there or she had to concentrate in order to explode his head but in the in that hearing she's just popping off people right and left and no, at the same you, time acting like she's but but she's acting like she's being a victim and she's like i don't know it just didn't seem like it, it added up in terms of so effort I, expended i watched a youtube video about this steven and if you go back and slow the scene down i don't know if you can see the eyes glass over but you can see her look at people as they die and 
the first time watching it, you think that she's looking at them after they've had their head exploded. But this YouTube video went down and slowed it down and showed how, no, she was like looking at them and then their head popped. And so it, if you're paying attention to that scene, you would have seen it. Like if you knew what to look for during that scene, yeah. it's there. So maybe the eyes glossing over length of time there was just like a distance thing. And since she was so close, it was easier. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, I, I, I could buy that. Yeah, sure. Okay. We do know that she's not the only person who can blow up people's heads too. So like when, when all of that was going down, remember the girl in the hospital who could like crush people's heads like with her fist? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she seemed pretty I thought unstoppable. she was the one doing that because, like, you see her getting in the car and going off to do who knows what. Yeah, that's who I assumed it was. But I don't know. I like this a little bit better. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so that's a that's a wrap for our review of The Boys Season 2. We don't do a lot of TV, but we do do a lot of other books. So if you're interested in... Other grimdark stuff, we've covered a lot of Abercrombie's books. If you're interested in, you know, Sanderson, Tolkien, Jordan, whatever, Phantology's covered a ton of things. So check us out at www.phantologybooks.com where you can see all of our episode lineups and hop on our Discord, which will be in the episode link here in the description. And let us know what you liked about the show, what other shows we should watch, etc. And I don't know, you guys have anything else from this one that's worth mentioning? I have a rant I want to go on, but I'm not going to. Can you do it in like 30 seconds? I can do it in 30 seconds. Everyone complains about how Becca just suddenly knew how to get out. And why didn't she do it beforehand? She didn't want to escape beforehand. She was being protected by them. And maybe part of her did, but she didn't know Butcher was alive or how to contact him or anything like that. And she was watching after her son so she knew that she was at least somewhat safe being protected by the cia so she probably knew how to do that the whole time and could have done that the entire time but why would she she's kind of in the safest possible place and i've seen like youtubers say about this it was brought up on our discord so there's my rant it's not that unbelievable how she knew what pawn shop to go to that might be a little bit unbelievable but her actually getting out of the compound i think that's fine well butcher could have told her where he was at like hey if you ever need to find me, if you're ever in trouble, come here. So that's what we've yeah, got to. So anyway, that's that's my little rant. I like it. Alright, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Did you guys think the scene was crazy? I like audibly gasped when Homelander was like confronting the crowd of people, and then all of a sudden he just like lasers everyone in front of like that crowd and the people in front of Vought. I was like, Oh my gosh, like Homelander's gone rogue. And then it was like, Oh no, he was just imagining. I, I think it. at some point we're going to see that in future seasons. He's totally going to go crazy and do that. Yeah.